This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. CDFA's foreign ag work. U.S. depressed climate and nutrition at U.N. summit. An enforcement expert tapped for EPA. CDFA connects businesses with international buyers. The State Food and Ag Department has, so far this year, hosted eight virtual events that connected more than 100 prospective buyers, according to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross. She spoke yesterday at the first post-pandemic meeting for the Governor's Committee on International Affairs and Trade. CDFA's target markets have been Canada, Europe, Japan, South Korea, Mexico, Southeast Asia, and the Middle East. In 2020, about $500 million in projected export sales, over 2,500 buyer introductions, and 86 new distributor contracts resulted from the efforts. This established a new relationship to further trade. Funding has come through USDA and partnerships with the Foreign Agriculture Service, which has often been the first connector point for new markets, said Ross. CDFA plans for seven more events to close out the year. The department is now working with Fresno Trade Center to host a virtual trade show this summer that will include virtual meetings with the U.K., Hong Kong, India, Australia, and New Zealand. And on that note, CDFA has also been working with Canadian counterparts to reopen markets for California's leafy greens producers. The markets were shut down last fall due to outbreaks of foodborne illnesses. USDA pledges push for technology in U.N. initiative. Farm groups are worried a U.N. initiative to reshape food production could result in recommendations that harm U.S. trade and deter the use of technology globally. But USDA tells AgriPulse the Biden administration will be emphasizing technology and research in its contributions to the U.N. Food Systems Summit. In an extensive response to questions posed by AgriPulse, USDA said the U.S. contributions to the summit, quote, will focus on improved nutrition for the most vulnerable climate-smart agriculture and food systems and inclusive food systems. The department says the administration, quote, is committed to bringing the best science and innovation to grow climate-smart agricultural production by leveraging evidence-based innovation and science, including biotechnology. We can expand the toolbox for farmers, fishers, and other producers to improve sustainability and resilience throughout food systems. By the way, in conjunction with the summit, USDA has been conducting a series of input gathering sessions that started in January. The final meeting next Wednesday will focus on pathways forward, USDA says. For more on how the summit process and why ag groups are concerned about it, read our report in the weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also look at prospects for a permanent disaster assistance program, an idea that House Ag Chairman David Scott says he's working on. Senate vote on carbon markets, climate bill imminent. A Senate vote on a bill aimed at speeding the development of ag carbon markets could come this week. Senator Kennedy, a Republican of Louisiana, had raised an objection to the Growing Climate Solutions Act, sponsored by Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow and Senator Mike Braun. 
but Senate Ag Top Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas says concerns about the measure now appear to be resolved. I don't know about today, but I think we could have a vote this week, he told AgriPulse yesterday. Environmental Enforcement Hawk picked for EPA. President Joe Biden has picked an expert in prosecuting environmental crimes to be the top regulatory enforcer at the Environmental Protection Agency. David Ullman will be nominated to be the agency's assistant administrator for enforcement and compliance assurance, the White House announced yesterday. Ullman, now a law professor at the University of Michigan, served for 17 years as a federal prosecutor, including seven years as the chief of the Justice Department's environmental claims section. The White House says Ullman, quote, earned a reputation for prosecuting polluters aggressively and fairly, presided over expansion of the environmental crimes program, and strengthened relationships with the Environmental Protection Agency, the Coast Guard, and other law enforcement partners. EPA Pesticide Panel has vacancies. EPA is seeking new members for its Pesticide Program Dialogue Committee. Nominees for the advisory panel will be selected who represent environmental and animal rights groups, farm worker organizations, pesticide industry and trade associations, pesticide user, grower and commodity groups, federal, state, local and tribal governments, academia and public health organizations. The committee usually meets face-to-face twice a year, generally in the spring or the fall. Members may be asked to serve on working groups that develop recommendations on specific policy issues. National Farmers Union, don't slow mail delivery. The National Farmers Union says a proposal to permanently slow first-class mail delivery would be, quote, catastrophic for agriculture. The Postal Service currently is supposed to deliver mail in one to three days. The proposal would extend that to five days. Farmers rely on quick and affordable delivery for more than just seed, fertilizer, pesticides, and other essential products. Farmers also receive lime animals like chicks and bees in the mail. In these cases, delivery times cannot risk being postponed without tragic results, NFU says in its comments to the USPS. Here's today's They Said It. While $500 million may sound like a lot, it's just the start of what's truly needed to address the scope of the challenge facing the state, particularly the Central Valley. Vet CDFA Secretary Karen Ross and Conservation Director David Shabazian in repurposing fallowed fields in an op-ed for Cal Matters. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 23rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Daly.